You are tuned in to Big Boys and Body Slams, three goofballs that talk about wrestling. Throwback and current day pay-per-view reviews. Follow us on Twitter at BB and BS Podcast. And while you're at it, check out our merch store and our Patreon page. All the links will be in the description below. Enjoy the show. What is up, Holgamaniacs? And thank you so much for tuning in to a live edition of Big Boys and Body Slams. Coming to you at twitch.tv slash, of course, Big Boys and Body Slams. We just finished up the Elimination Chamber. It was a show. It, the, it ended on a very, very strong note. But before we get to all that, because we have a lot, I will start off by saying my name is Zach. Right next to me on, on the stream, an arm's distance away, less than that, we have Kyle. AEW. Hey, rest in peace. Pedro Morales. Okay. Yes, thank you. And we have Luke. Hello. That's and yep. on mic, we got cameraman Colin. Hello. <laughs> Hello, Colin. Hello, Colin. And thank you for being with us again to run the camera Thanks, buddy. on this fine, fine evening. As always, we are Big Boys and Body Slams. You can find us on a multitude of different platforms on the interwebs. Uh, we're on Patreon. We're, I'll tell you about that in a minute, actually. We're on Facebook at Big Boys and Body Slams. Facebook.com slash Big Boys and Body Slams. Slam Chat is our wrestling group chat on Facebook that is lit right AF. now AF. we've got so much going on over on slam chat that you guys are going to want to be a part of that you can find us on google play itunes spotify spotify soundcloud yeah. youtube anywhere anywhere that you want to listen to your, just about anywhere that you want to listen to your podcast and we're coming live on twitch true and we're live to you right now on twitch.tv hope you guys like the twitch we got some people in the chat we, we got greg we got joe so far that's all that's told me hi awesome awesome hey i feel like kyle's a little hot is kyle a little hot out there do we well, need to turn Kyle down a little bit? Every day, baby. Is I'm Kyle clipping? Okay. We're good then. Hey, guys. Hey. What did you think of the Illumination Chamber tonight? Mm. Well, that's why we're here. That's why we're here. I will say, off the bat, right off the bat, pretty okay show. Um, I do think it fell a little bit flat of some of its uh, previous shows. I feel like WWE was kind of on a hot streak with their live shows, and that did cool off just a tiny bit, at least for me tonight, um, but it was not bad by any stretch of the imagination. Some of it was a little bit forgettable, maybe, but uh, overall, I was pretty pleased. Well, I think that they used this pay-per-view to kind of advance some storylines and not so much tell the big, yeah. long feature This was like definitely yeah. a February show, like through and through. Kind of what we were talking about last week. It wasn't a total throwaway show, but it's still kind of, some of it was. Yes. <clears throat> yeah, that's fair. Uh We'll get into it in a second, uh, but before that, I want to tell you we're brought to you today by patreon.com slash bigboysandbodyslams. I say it every week, folks, but it remains true. People look at Patreon as a donation platform, but it is not that. In the slightest, it is a membership platform, and when you go to Big Boys and Body Slams, uh, Patreon page, you are not just giving us money and expecting us to keep it and hoard it. We're going to be using it to improve the show, and you're going to be getting things in return, things such as your name. Uh, in the credits of the video version, uh, your name read aloud. That's our top, our top tier there in the audio version of the podcast, which everybody will be listening to, whether they're video or audio. And my favorite, which I mention every week, big boys and body slams at the movies at the movies, the $8 level. And even $1 a month, folks, $1 a month is getting you uh, early access, except for shows like this that we're doing live. Those will not be early, but uh, any other show we do will be live or will be one day early at the $1 level. So check it out at patreon.com slash bigboysandbodyslams. It will be worth your time and effort, and we think your money. Now, with that being said... God, you're getting good at this. Thanks. You're getting good. Should we get into Elimination Chamber? Let's 2019. do it. 
All right. Uh, so the pre-show started at 3 Pacific. I don't know why that's important. You probably know that if you're watching the show. Uh, but I was setting up everything. So uh, for once, I'm going to shut my mouth. And know your role. And know my role. And I'm going Jabroni. to let these two gentlemen over here. But mostly Kyle. Take uh, the mantle and talk about this pre-show match. Mostly well, me. Well, and we should say, too, that there were some just couple eh, promos before this match. Because the match was like 30 minutes in, right? To the pre-show yeah. itself. So we got Strowman being cringy, doing his thing. Mojo Raleigh doing some some terrible stuff. Yeah, and then uh, Alexa Bliss pretending to do a selfie promo when she was really being filmed by a production company. Oh, that, I, I, okay, I said I was going to shut my mouth, but I... Open that bitch. That cracked me up so bad. <laughs> because it was clearly a production camera, and her arm, she was just ho- clearly holding her arm out like this. Because when she was moving, like the, the, the phone, I put in air quotes, wasn't moving with her body. So it was obvious from, for multiple reasons that this was not a selfie promo. But uh, they tried. I remember seeing something like this with one of the Cologne brothers a couple years ago. Or like, yeah, it was, about, it was probably 2017 when they first really started doing these. And uh, it was cringy then. It was cringy now. Well, I just don't get what the need is to fake it. What's, yeah. what's the problem with them just taping it? Just do a backstage interview. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, I'll shut my mouth now and let these two take it away. All right. Do you want me to go? Go ahead, buddy. What was the pre-show? So the pre-show was Akira Tozawa versus Buddy Murphy for the Cruiserweight, the 205 Live Cruiserweight title. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, these guys should not be on the pre-show. Ever. There was enough time on this pay-per-view to let them um, do their thing on the pay-per-view, I think. You could have had a tag team match on the... The, sh- the pre-show with, like, the revival or something? I don't know. Well, especially since this pay-per-view ended real early. Yeah. Yeah. It, it did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what I wanted to add there. <laughs> Just right. so you guys know, I'm not 100% on my game right now. I got the good old kidney stones right now. So mm. uh kind of had a hard time watching the beginning of the show. I was in a little bit of pain and discomfort. So you guys should donate well, no. to Patreon, the Patreon to make me feel better. And, if you, and of course, <laughs> and of course, go back and watch. Go back and watch this Tozawa Murphy match. I From mean, what I saw, I was only, I was was only awesome. you know in and out. Uh, I watched the probably the, the last five minutes of the match. Kind of was when I got finished up and was able to kind of sit and watch and. Uh, uh, yeah, worth your watch, I can say, just from where I saw. I'll probably go back and rewatch it myself just so I can really like experience it, you know? Mm-hmm. All right, so um, the match starts off with some big chops by Tozawa. Murphy kind of no-sells them. And then they, they kind of keep chopping around. They go out to the outside. Murphy goes for a huge chop on Tozawa. He ducks. Murphy chops the post, and that looked like it hurt. Yeah, with his fingers. Yeah, yeah. That, looked, that looked crazy. Uh, there was a head scissors in the ring by Tozawa, baseball slide then by Tozawa, suicide dive caught by Murphy and suplexed by Murphy on the outside. Gorgeous. So we got back to the outside. Uh, Tozawa's selling injuries, trying to get back into the ring. He's acting like he can't make it back in, but he's uh, he's doing all right. Uh, we cut back to Caleb Braxton randomly. Well, they said they're going to cut back to Caleb Braxton, who's going to be with Kofi Kingston, and they don't do it because things aren't working. So then they uh, go back to the match, and there's some head scissors submission by Tozawa in the ring, and then uh, Tozawa throws Murphy out of the ring. There's a super kick by Tozawa. So is that a cool kick from the apron and a missile drop kick? And now we're back to interviewing uh, Big E and Xavier Woods in the background. So that's great. You're cutting away from the match. It's really from an, good. From an awesome match. Yeah. yeah. Made no no damn sense. Um, a suplex in the ring by Tozawa. Shining River by Tozawa. Murphy kicked on the middle rope. Murphy holding Tozawa high on the ropes. Tozawa reverses it into a Hercarana. There's a crossbody by Tozawa, but then it's reversed for, for a great sequence for two. Um, huge chops by Tozawa in the ring, and then some huge clotheslines by Tozawa. Um, a bridging suplex by Tozawa. Then we have a missed Chikiendo kick or something. I don't know what I wrote. And then there's a reverse, a great reverse Hurricanrana by 
Is that what you yeah, call like it? Yeah, an inverted one? Yeah, from the backside. Mm-hmm. There's multiple suicide headbutts, is what I call them. I don't know what Zach actually calls those. From Tazawa to the outside. You know when he like runs and like torpedoes Oh, yeah. Out? The torpedoes, yeah. Yeah, I, I call them multiple suicide headbutts, but that's all right. <laughs> uh, then uh, Murphy's hanging up on the ropes, and there's Sinton from Tazawa who, who, when Murphy's on the ropes. Um, a huge jumping knee by Murphy. Reverse Murphy's Law to roll up for two. Some crazy submission sequences by Tazawa, and then a Murphy's Law for the win. And Buddy Murphy wins the Cruiserweight title. Sorry, I'm not as good as that as Zach is. Hey, no, he's gotten really very, good. very well done. I loved it, Kyle. Uh, Thanks, Luke. Yeah, this match was really good, guys. That's all I have to add to it. I didn't give it a star rating, obviously, because I was in and out. Uh, I just have to say that Murphy's Law. What Sick. a what a damn move that Murphy's mm-hmm. Law is, man. Well, it what comes a out of nowhere. Move. I mean, he's yeah. so swift with it. Yeah, it's so smooth. I uh, think the big thing is uh, with Murphy is he's he's just so smooth with every move. Like he had the um, we kind of touched on it. But he had a sequence there where he kicked him to the ground. Uh, he kicked him in the legs to get him on his knees. And then he put a huge knee to the face. And then a, um, a suplex right after that. And it just all looked so smooth. One fell motion. And, uh, yeah, Buddy Murphy, ever since he went down to the cruiserweights, has just been killing it. Yeah. And you awesome. got to think he'll be holding that into WrestleMania. Oh, easily. I mean, when you look at the 205 Live... Um when you look at the 205 Live, kind of like the the landscape of it right now, it's hard to see like who's that, who's the who's gonna finally be the one to take the belt off of Murphy. Uh, I mean, there's a few guys you can maybe throw out there, but they got to do some building on 205 Live. And uh, in the meantime, Murphy has been a great champion. Uh, what did you guys think of this match? Um, so f- I just want to add to that. I don't. I think Buddy Murphy might be the best cruiserweight champion since uh, Neville. Oh, I buy it. Yes. Yeah, I don't think they've had another guy that that's been this dominant and this good for a very long time. What about Enzo? <laughs> Consensual penis, my friend. Um, oh. <laughs> um, oh boy! I gave it a four and a quarter. I thought this match was really, really good. Um, I probably would have given it a four and a half if it wasn't cutting back. There was no reason to do that. Yeah, there's no reason to do that. There was enough time to do it after the match. Just kind of thought it was dumb, um, but I really liked it. So. About four and a half. And it kind of just shows you, like, the amount of respect they kind of give. I don't know why that they give these cruiserweight matches. They're not going to cut in any other match. They're not going to cut to an interview, especially on the main show. Not on a pay-per-view. Right. So, I mean, give them the respect because they are putting on a show. And Tozawa looked great, too. Um, You're right. He did. I, I, I gave this one four stars. Um, there was that, you mentioned it, that senton spot where Murphy was draped, draped over the that middle That was rope. my favorite spot. Yeah, so match. Tozawa senton with his back and hit Murphy's back while he was on the middle rope, yeah, and that was a yeah. sick spot. And they were just, I mean, you want to talk about the best representation of strong style, like on the roster? I mean, maybe you can give it to NXT too, but the Cruiserweights, they just hit the crap out of each other, man. Yeah. Uh, they really I, do. And I've said before, I uh, regarding the cutaway, uh, I, I've said before, you know, with it being a network exclusive product and not as many eyes naturally being on it as uh, probably should be, uh, but that's a different topic. I'm fine with it for the most part being on the pre-show of these pay-per-views just because it's a good way to get the crowd hot right off the bat. And again, it's people that a lot of the people in the crowd might not be as familiar with. Uh, however, it's really hard to excuse uh, why they would cut away in the middle of this match. This was something you could have put on the pre-show, this interview, anytime, or even on the main card. This was a pretty short show. And I don't know. Yeah, I didn't know. Like how how haven't they got the point yet? I mean, yeah, I don't know. How, what's, the, what's the last bad cruiserweight pre-show match you've seen? What's the last bad cruiserweight match on any pay-per-view? Even going back to like, yeah. the Super Showdown in Australia and right. stuff when Buddy Murphy won, won the, title. the title. It was great. Yeah. Um, so as far as the rest of the pre-show, were you were you viewing that, Zach? Were you still setting up during the rest of the pre-show? Yeah, I, I really didn't start taking so notes until the main show starts. I mean, from what I saw, uh, there was Kevin Owens 
He, he had a promo in his yeah. car. Oh, hey, yeah, should, yeah. should we ask the cameraman what he thought about this? Oh, match? yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Colin. Give I'd it say it's about four and a quarter. Um, them cutting away to the New Day really hurt the match in general. It'd probably be a four and a half if it wasn't for that. You could argue it was the second best match of the night. I could yeah. buy that. You know what? Yes. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Thank you, cameraman Colin. You are the man. The man. Which we do appreciate Colin helping us out on these live shows. Yeah, and uh, sure. everything he does in Slam Chat, he is the MVP. He is actually the most active member in Slam Chat, so you guys should all give him a running for it. Ooh. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, Kevin Owens so, cut a really nice promo from his car. And he didn't like pineapple on pizza, and he is right. <laughs> yeah, he had a, uh, no, he had he is, point. no, he wrong as hell. Kevin Owens ain't never wrong. Uh, he called Finn Balor his friend. Just yep. something I He also put Becky Lynch over big time. Yeah. And he's just like in his car saying, you know, my uh, my rehab, they're going to say it's going to take another month. So well, that means we're getting close, fellas. Maybe we're getting WrestleMania, close. WrestleMania and, return. Uh, it really seems like we're getting babyface Kevin Owens coming back. So uh, I'm on board about that. that. Well, they're going to cheer him anyways. Uh, when you hear that ba-da-da-da-da-da-da-da the first time, yeah. he's going to get a, <laughs> nice. And they made this mistake with Seth Rollins when he first came back after he injured his knee. And that first time he came back, he got they were Huge going bump. for that heel reaction. But he got such a big babyface pop that... It, it was soon. Bef- it was not long before they turned him face. And I think mm-hmm. it's something similar with Kevin, too. I, I got a bone to pick with a guy in our group, our little chat right now. Uh-oh. Greg, how do you not like any pizza? I what, see that. What Greg, is wrong with you? Greg, we got to talk, man. Pizza is America's food. Greg. It's Mexico's food. It's China's food. It's Japan's food. It's Canada's food. It's, it's the, the world's it's food. It's the planet's food. That's right. God. Dan O'Brien is the planet's champion. And, and pizza is, is the, the planet's food. food. In fact, we just ate pizza, thanks to cameraman Colin again. Woo! Cameraman Colin, what do you think of pizza? Is it the planet's food? It's the planet's food, man. Thank you. Greg, you see that? Colin likes the planet's food. Greg, we love you, Greg, I know pizza is the planet's food. I know I'm your favorite, but you're a damn liar. That's all I gotta say. Love all you. right, with that being said, should we get into the main show? Yeah, let's get to the main show. It starts with a very uh, typical WWE... Video package. Uh, video package. I have nothing to say about it. It was just a WWE video package. It wasn't good. It wasn't bad. It just was there. We're going to open up right away with mm. the uh, chaotic and crazy Women's Elimination Chamber match. This are this is six teams of two for the inaugural WWE Women's Tag Team Championship. Not really the inaugural. Uh, in this era, though. Okay. I was going to say, they kind of forgot about the women's tag team champions from, like, the WWF. Yeah, that's, that's true. Okay. That's true. Yeah. Different uh, promotion. No, yeah. No, d- uh, wrestling didn't exist back then. Yep. So. Oh, true. <laughs> the, the only thing that counts is the E period on. Attitude Era on is the only wrestling that really happened. Uh, and in this match, we have Sasha and Bailey mm. versus Tamina and Nia Jax versus Carmella and Naomi versus the Iconics versus the Riot Squad. Wait, wait. Who's in the Riot Squad? The Riot Squad, uh, in this instance, is Sarah Logan and Liv Morgan. Oh, Liv. Uh, the Iconics, of course, are <laughs> Payne Royce and you, Billy Kay uh, versus Sonya Deville okay. and Mandy Rose. Thank you. And this is for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships, which are going to be, uh, I guess, uh, co-branded titles, which is fine because the Women's Division isn't really that numerous that you can have a single brand have the title so no issues with that at all uh bailey and sasha and sony and mandy are going to start the match off uh there's a nice little double team crossbody by uh bailey and sasha so uh sasha's kind of holding on to bailey and she crossbodies sony and mandy outside uh, back in the ring there's a backbreaker for a mandy near fall mandy and sony ran bailey and sasha into the cage in stereo sony misses a kick so does mandy and mandy actually gets her foot <laughs> kind of somehow stuck in the Very chamber high. wall yeah and uh, a really nice looking uh, neck breaker off of that by Bailey. I liked that. Looked like a torn ACL. Uh, yeah, kind of did. Uh, Riot Squad is in next. They go right after Bailey and Sasha outside. Sarah Logan throws Sasha's arm into the pod screen, the pod door, I guess. Uh, Sonia and Mandy and the Riot Squad are brawling in the ring while uh, Bailey and, and uh, Sasha take a break. <laughs> uh, they sell outside. 
There's uh, quite a few of those, like Kane uh, Money in the Bank breaks. Like where they get hurt and they're gone for like 10, 15 minutes. There was a lot. Yeah. Like really a lot in this yeah. match. Uh, it need, to, to be fair, I needed it though. Because this match, like oh you saw some points where there was like eight or seven or eight of the these women fighting at once. And it was like giving me anxiety. Kevin trying to Dunn keep was notes. back there sweating bullets. Baby. Oh, the production struggled in the, these first <laughs> few matches uh, for sure. And especially in the main, the main event, they had a few moments too. Um uh, where was I? Oh, and then I noticed right here they're on their knees fighting like uh, the the so- Sonia and Mandy and the Riot Squad. Like five minutes into a match, they're doing another on their knees punching each other spot. It reminded me of Bossman and Midian uh, from last oh, week. Oh, oh, God! Don't don't say that. Not that I want to. Don't compete. don't bring that up. Nope. I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, Mandy thing. slaps Sonia and like knocks her off her feet. Uh, that was a stiff slap. And then Liv gets killed with a kick by Deville. And then Bailey comes in to get the pinfall, and it's a near fall. Bailey takes out everyone at this point. There's a Tower of Doom, a little bit messy looking. Uh, this a leads, little bit messy. A lot looking. messy looking. Yeah. Okay. This leads to the Iconics coming in next. That go right for pinfalls on everyone. Uh, there's double team, team kicks to Mandy by the Iconics. There's a knee to Bailey for an Iconics near fall. Sasha tries to fight back, but the Iconics get the upper hand. They are in control for a long time here, by the way. The Iconics hold Sasha and Bailey against the cage wall and kind of like, this is your champions. This is who you want to be your champions. And they mug him to the crowd. There's a forearm to Bailey by Billy Kay. A rolling senton over the rope to Sasha and Bailey outside by. Um, Peyton Royce. Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool, except for the fact that Bailey took the brunt of her knees, of Royce's knees, right to no, her face. Let's, let's be honest, that was just a sent on onto Bailey. Oh, and then you can see, like, in the replay, the slow motion replay, like, Sasha reached her hand out to, like, try and shield the blow, but man, Bailey took the force, the force of that blow for sure. Bailey was taking some bumps. Oh, yeah, she bump, was, definitely. Definitely. Uh, we get back into the ring for a near fall after that onto Bailey. Uh, Mandy and Sonia get sent, uh, are sent up into the cage wall hard. Carmella and Naomi are in now. Dual Bronco Busters, and then they switch sides and do it again. And then Carmella climbs up the cage. Kay picks her up uh, and tries for a power bomb, but then Carmella hits a messy-looking Hurricane Rana. And then back in the ring, hey, there's a... Yeah? Can I, can I make a quick comment? Yeah. Do you think Carmella's Hurricane Rana was messed up a little bit, maybe by some problems at home or something? Uh, we're not going to get into that. Oh, <laughs> uh, because well, Kyle, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I thought, yeah, Car- Car- I thought Carmella Graves was a little sloppy on that, but. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, the future Mrs. Corey Graves and to be real Corey Graves was toned down big time this show yeah he was but he was still I mean obviously I guess we kind of have to address it now the allegations going on that Corey and Carmella are having an affair uh, is one thing but I do I will say he was a professional and he did his job and and, uh, oh boy did he did it, he did, his yeah, job he did the already. job for Carmella, if you know what I mean. Back in the ring, there's right. <laughs> like a moonsault well, on Naomi to Sarah Logan for a near fall. There's a crossbody to Mella to from by Mella to Liv, a codebreaker by Liv to Peyton, a fisherman suplex to Mandy by Logan, and then Sonia Spears, Sarah Logan. Really nice sequence there. Uh, Mandy and Naomi are going at it. There's a big hip attack uh, to Mandy by Naomi. Uh, it was from the top rope, which was crazy. Uh, like the top, not the turnbuckle, but the, the rope itself. I do love that that little rivalry continues. Oh, yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. I, I love it. Uh, I think that it can be just about them now. You think the USOs can kind of stay out of it. Yeah, but kayfabe, you know, kayfabe cheating. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, the Iconics double-team roll up Naomi for the pin, and Naomi and Carmella are the first team eliminated. All the other teams kind of like stand up and surround the Iconics, but uh, Nia, Nia Jax and Tamina come in just in the nick of time. The Iconics go and hide in a pod, and then Nia and Tamina just rip the doors open and drag them out, and then they, they beal the Iconics each into the cage wall over and over and over by their hair, uh, just being big and strong. And then they come in, double Simone drops, and the Iconics are gone. 
Uh, a bit surprised to see the Iconics as uh, the second team. I thought they had a good showing, though. They did. They did. They looked and, strong. They controlled. Well, there was a point where they cleared the ring. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they looked very strong. I mean, and it makes sense because they've been a team by far for the longest out of any of these ladies in this match. So it makes sense that they would look really strong. A bit surprised to see them eliminated second, but I do agree. Good showing. Look good. Other than their screeching, gets really annoying. Love it. Fair enough. Uh, there's a missile drop kick by Logan to Naya, and then a running knee by Mandy. And then uh, that takes out Naya for a near fall. And then a double knee by Sasha to Naya in the corner. Uh, just everyone kind of focusing their attention on the big girls here. Liv and Morgan climb up on a pod. And then uh, they each hit a flying crossbody to, like, everybody <laughs> off of on either side of the ring there. And there's a Meteora to Tamina back in the ring. And then a Bailey elbow drop. And then everyone jumps on Tamina. And uh, she is pinned. And Naya and Tamina are gone. Now we're down to Bailey and Sasha and Sonia and Mandy. There's a Bailey to Bailey to Sonia. Mandy breaks up the pinfall. Mandy climbs up the chamber wall. She gets on a pod, but Sasha follows. Bailey joins. Uh, and then Bailey gets knocked down and gets slammed into the plexiglass wall. And then Sonia gets spine involved. First. Yeah, spine first. It, it, on the on the like the metal yeah, connection. And, and uh, then Sonia gets involved and she gets knocked down. And Bailey gets knocked down next. Oh, I forgot to mention, uh, going back to Naya, she was taken out because she went through the the pod. I don't know why I forgot oh, that to say that. Sick. Yeah, she, <laughs> so she went right through she it. She charged the pod, Sasha. Right, Bailey, Sasha? it was for Bailey, and she Bailey moved out of the way. Out of the way. Yeah. And she just completely rhinoceros that shit. Yeah, so that's she was dead, which allowed Tamina to she get sold taken it out. Phenomenally. Yes, by the she way. did. She just crumpled into a heap and died. Uh, and then Sasha, so everyone gets off the pod after this point. Mandy throws Sasha into the corner of the pod super hard. Uh, Mandy hits the angel's wings. I, I'm sure she has her own name for it, but it's the angel's it's wings. It's the angel's wings. Uh, but Sasha kicks out on a very, very near fall. Sasha goes into the crossface uh, using her foot as leverage, which was really cool. Uh, not even the bank statement, just like her. It was kind of the bank statement, but it was kind of a crossface, but her, it was kind of like. Using a, her foot. Yeah. yeah, it was really a unique looking uh, maneuver, as Michael Cole would say. Uh, at any rate, she taps. And Bailey and Sasha win the belts in 33 minutes. So overall, I thought this was a pretty good opener. Uh, it was a bit sloppy at times, and there was kind of just too much happening as well at times that kind of brought it down a little bit. Uh, it was really cool to uh, have Sasha and Bailey obviously win the, the the inaugural belts for this era of WWE. Uh, after the match, they did cut a really heartfelt promo. They were both kind of had tears in their eyes and were thanking the fans and saying how proud they were that this happened. Uh, predictable, but that's not always bad. I give it 3.5 stars. Uh, I gave it three and a quarter. Mm-hmm. It was uh, it started off so sloppy for me, um, but I really liked it. So I mean, it wasn't the best elimination chamber of the night or even of all time or whatever. But it was, I enjoyed it. Um, honestly, Liv Morgan should have won, won just by herself. Shut up. Yeah, but whatever. <laughs> Shut up. Oh man. I bet, I bet Sorry, if Liv Dad. Morgan was I bet if Liv Morgan was screeching around, you wouldn't be as pissed as you were at the Iconics. Probably not. Probably not. Because eh, when Melina used little, to do that. Little smurf tongue herself. Oh, I just don't like the whole screeching thing. It's just too much for me. Mm. Okay. Um, I give it three and a half. Yeah, this, this got really good at the end. This got really good. Um, it was it was nuts at first. Like the first half, really the first like three quarters of it were just insane. The production crew couldn't even keep up with it. Um, not a ton of spots. And yeah, like I said, the camera angles were, were crazy. I just don't think they they just shouldn't do a tag team chamber again. I agree on they that. Actually, you, you, how can you keep up with that? You just really can't. Yeah, it's it's a little too it's much tornado. at times. And and to the women's credit, they did manage to kind of hit all the spots they had to hit. Again, a few things were sloppy, but it could have went way worse with that many, you know, people in such a confined space, just kind of chaotically doing their thing. But for what it was, I thought it was all right. Uh, Cameraman Colin, what did you think of the match? Give it to us, baby. I'd say three and a half. Uh, the the first half of it, there were some really bad botches and some bad spots, but they rebounded nicely. But anybody else think that Nia Jax was going through the other side of the chamber 
Oh my god! It looked like she oh might god. have went through both sides for a second. It looked like she was gonna force gump and not stop until she got home, man. <laughs> she was just gonna start Good rolling god. backwards. Uh, all right. Well, think about it. Like at the most in this match, so six teams. At the most, there could be twelve people in this match. Not that that would yeah. necessarily happen, but like even just eight people in the tornado tag scenario is insane. Yeah, it was wild. So. Um, it was wild for sure. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, Carl. I'd like to add that I think that the tag division for the women's actually has like quite a bit of potential after this match. Of course. I mean, oh, I agree. I agree. Team. I think. Absolution, or I guess Mandy and Sonya, and then the Riot Squad, and then you got uh, the Iconics, you got the Boss and Hug. I mean, the, other than Carmella and Naomi, you pretty much have five legit teams, and then you could probably find some more. You could bring one yeah. or two up from NXT. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's completely. You, I could, do. you could bring Cadmus Lure up and sign Joey Ryan, have the world's cutest tag team. True, you could do that. Mm-hmm. I will say, okay. um, <laughs> I think it's time for the Riot Squad to start winning every once in a while. Yes. Uh, because they, they still have a lot of their heat, which is good because they are a very good tag team, but they can only afford like so many like key losses after key losses after key losses. Uh, but they're still, it's not or, a lost cause we'll for get, them. We'll get even more into that. At all. Uh, there's still plenty of, of meat on the Riot Squad bone. Just start booking them better, and you got a, a good first contender, maybe even, for those tag titles. Up next, we have Shane McMiz versus the Usos for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships, which Shane McMiz, of course, are holding. And the uh, Usos want to take Shane McMiz to the Uso Penitentiary. The Chicago Pen. Oh, the Uso yeah, Penitentiary. Yeah, I was going to say, where they, where they spent a couple days. A couple hours recently. Uh, yeah, some uh, slight legal problems for the Us- one of the Usos, Jimmy, Jay, one of them. Uh, but the, they got resolved in time for this match, thankfully. Uh, and before the match, uh, Shane's and or sorry, Miz comes out first, introduces Maurice, and uh, they have another kid. So congratulations to Miz and Maurice. Two. And then the teams make their entrance, and the match begins. Like a well-oiled machine. Yes. Uh, Miz they and- also shout. Oh, this- yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. They. they- they wanted to dedicate this match to every single person in the Miz's family, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, which his dad. He loves was he his there? Dad. Was he there again? No, they didn't show him. Because he was there at Royal Rumble? Right? I don't think he, he, yeah, wasn't he was. There, he wasn't he there was. tonight, but he was at but the Royal Rumble. I don't think Rumble. he was there tonight. Mm. Uh, so Miz and Jimmy are going to start this match. Jay gets tagged in right away. Uh, by the way, quick side note, I'm going to do my best. I say this with every Uso match, I feel like. But I'm going to do my best to tell these two apart. That's all I have to say about that. Shane gets tagged Great in, work. tries for a coast-to-coast right off the bat, but Jimmy breaks it up. There's a sunset flip by Shane for a near fall to Jay, which was pretty nice. A back elbow, and then a double-team clothesline sends both Usos out of the ring. Jay first, then Jimmy on the other end. Miz comes in, kicks to Jay in the corner. Miz gets stunned up on the top rope. Jimmy comes in. Jay comes right back in. Double-team to Miz. Stiff clothesline to the Miz. Uh, a lot more double-team work here. The Usos are really uh, taking advantage of the rule book here. A lot of rapid tags. Uso throws a towel at Shane. When would the Usos take advantage of the rule book? Never. Not like two of them have been arrested in the past six months or anything, but and Naomi was drunk driving, so maybe the whole family. Good God. Man, Kyle's on a soapbox. Tonight. Yeah, no, you were all on, all uh, on the drama. Shane gets tagged in after the towel spot, nice and angry and ready to fight. Hits a bicycle kick to Jimmy, which he might have broken his ACL on that one because he really had to. I haven't seen Shane's legs go that Bro- Broken his ACL. Yeah. Thank you, Dr. Zach. You're, you're welcome. I got my PhD. Uh, bicycle kick to Jimmy, DDT to the other Uso. And then there's a, and then another one to Jimmy for a near fall. Shane, Shane finally hits the coast to coast. He goes up like he's going to hit the other Uso with it, but he gets super kicked this time and is dead. There's a splash to Shane, <laughs> but Miz breaks up the pinfall, and then Miz gets tagged in. There's an axe handle to Uso. Simone dropped by Jimmy to the Miz. Uh, he miss, uh, Jimmy misses a corner splash and gets DDT'd by the Miz for a near fall. Outside of the ring, Miz clears an announce table, and then the Usos take each other out with an errant and accidental suicide dive. Jay gets put on the 
table. Shane up top, elbows Jey Uso through the announce table Beautiful. from the top. I love buckle. that every single time. It looks time. great every time. Uh, back in the ring, we get some dual roll-ups for near falls, a super kick to the Miz. Miz gets his knees up on a splash for a roll-up near fall. Hits the score-crushing finale. Uh... Goes to pin Jimmy Uso, and he rolls over and pins The Miz himself, and they win the SmackDown Tag Team Championships in 14 minutes. And uh, after the match, Miz and Shane are arm-in-arm, and they uh, are dejected, and they sad... Sad boys. And they sadly leave up the entrance ramp. Um, Not a super, super fun, exciting match. It was all story here, kind of just building up to what's going to happen to Shane and The Miz. Uh, I liked, story-wise, how uh, you kind of left the door open just a crack for if you're going to have Shane eventually turn his back on the Miz if that, if, if that's where they're going I'm not saying it is but what if that's where they're going well they swerved us we expected him to retain yeah I did at least uh, how about you Kyle uh, they swerved me big time nice uh, and again you kind of left that door open with you know Shane being the one who's going and putting his neck on the line all the time and for the Miz to kind of lose it in hokey dokey fashion kind of leaving that door open the match itself I give 2.75 stars wasn't bad by any stretch of the imagination mm. first of uh, all oh can I can I sneak in there real quick yeah please uh, uh, we, ha- we have a guy in stream chat right now his name is Jordan Kelly I want to wish him a happy birthday today happy oh, birthday happy Jordan, birthday, Jordan. Birthday, buddy. Oh, oh hold on, hold on. <laughs> Colin go ahead wish him wish him happy birthday buddy yeah. <laughs> happy right. birthday Jordan love you happy 21st birthday Oh, he's getting old. Man. I know. I, know. Uh, I just remember when he started walking. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, two point seven five stars for me. What did you guys think of the match? I also gave it two point seven five. Uh, I liked it. There was it, there was just some spots where I was just a little confused. Jimmy and Jay, they really confuse me sometimes because they're switching. They gotta have out. like they gotta have like different attires or their names or something. So one needs to wear like a yellow wristband and the other wear yeah, like a pink yeah, one or something. Yeah, yeah, something, something, because it was, it was difficult, I, I'll admit. Maybe we should just take the time to pay attention and really master them. They should wear different attires. What am I thinking? I do have to say, and you guys kind of give me shit for this all the time, but I am a huge Shane McMahon, Mark, so I love anything Shane McMahon. He's jumping around doing crazy stuff that I wish I had the guts to do, so props on you, old man Shane. But uh, two and three quarters, I enjoyed it. Yeah, two and three quarters. I also enjoyed it. Uh, they swerved us with the ending. Two two pieces of conversation here. Okay. okay. Uh, we actually had a lot of people watching this with us today. It was a full we house. We had like 10 people in the house. It was okay? a full house. So that brought, that brought some good commentary. One thing, okay. Uh, I did pull this up during the match. If you have not seen it, if you want to watch it again, I really recommend it. SummerSlam 2000, Steve Blackman versus Shane McMahon, I believe for the Hardcore Championship. Um... Shane McMahon climbs like 30 feet in the air on the scaffolding and gets kendo sticked and falls into, you know, like... The uh, abyss. Yeah, yeah. Falls into his doom. Pull that up on YouTube. Watch that. It is insane. But also, uh, one, of our, one of our buddies here, Robbie, who you may be hearing from soon. Ooh, um, he will be. A tease. Um, he said, you know, the Miz and Shane really couldn't have had more polar opposite careers. Like, Miz has been there. He's been Mr. Consistent for... What, like 15 years? Something crazy. Something like that. Uh, hasn't taken too many crazy bumps. He's just always been there, done his job, told, you know, what he's told to do. Whereas Shane, he's just the daredevil, and he's been there, you know, he's sparingly used in and, you know, every once in, in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but does nothing but take crazy bumps. Like, there, there is never, ever, ever a Shane McMahon match where he doesn't do something nuts. Nope, he's got to do yeah, it. Never. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just kind of funny taking a look at, at those two and their journeys through wrestling and, you know, obviously one being the son of a billionaire, but the, the, the risks that one will take versus the other is really outstanding. 
And they both had longevity too. Yeah, yeah, which is crazy. Exactly. Uh, So yeah, we're all on a 2.75 bandwagon. Cameraman Colin, 2.75. Oh, oh, let me get you. Go. I'd say two and a half. Um, Okay. I I will say that Shane though, his punches look the best that they've ever looked. I agree, actually. I agree. I wouldn't expect Uh, him to look this. He doesn't throw a ton of them, which is probably for the better. uh, But they didn't look as spastic as they usually do. So uh, maybe you know, as as much of a half inch miss as yeah, (laughs) yeah. Not half it, like a half foot. Yeah, I yeah. am a little disappointed they dropped the belts, though. I thought that that would have been fun to keep it going at least another month. But yeah, I thought Fastlane would be where they would drop it, but we'll see what well, happens. We're, and there's a little promo later that kind of you know gives something to, yeah. to look at for yeah. yep. the evolution of that. Up next, we have Leo Rush and Bobby Lashley in a brief interview backstage saying that they're going to win. Yeah. And then we get right to the match, which is, oddly enough, a handicap match for a championship. It's going to be Leo and Bobby Lashley, the current champion, versus Finn Balor for the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, there's a stomp to Finn by Lashley right as the match is starting. A running forearm to Finn. Enziguri to Lashley, he, and then Finn goes up top. Leo Rush distracts him, and Finn sends Lashley outside. Uh, Balor chases Leo around the ring, and then Lashley catches him. And drives him into the barricade, kind of like a, a spine buster into the barricade type maneuver. Leo Rush is tagged in now, stomps to Finn in the corner. Lashley tagged back in, Rush tagged back in right away. Abdominal stretch to Finn by Rush, and then Finn, uh, in like a big man spot, just tosses Leo Rush to the side, which is kind of funny. There's not many guys that like you can have Finn do a big guy spot to. He might be one of the only people on the roster that you can have him like toss like that. So good on you for making that happen. Lasha comes in and just beats up Finn in the corner. A big you're a noggy slam to yeah, Finn. Of course you do. <laughs> of course you it do. was kind of like a palm slam because he like it wasn't well, a, choke it was like a chest choke slam. Yeah, a yeah, chest yeah, slam. yeah. Mm. Uh, and then Leo comes in, misses a frog splash, and uh, Leo wants to tag at this point, but Finn wouldn't let him. Kind of playing a little cat and mouse. Hits the double stomp to Leo and then a sling blade to Lashley who comes in. Both guys get sent out of the ring and then there's a Topi Kong here, Tope Kong hero yeah. to both guys outside by Finn. That's my favorite And hero. then back in the ring a missile drop kick coup de gras to Leo Rush and Finn Balor wins the Intercontinental Championship in nine and a half minutes. Um... Did not really expect Finn to win that in that short of a time frame. I was hopeful that Finn would win, but I wasn't really expecting it at all. So to see it happen the way it did um, was a super good surprise to me. Uh, and we're three for three for new champions. Obviously, the first one was a given, but uh, the first three matches, we saw three new champions, So, which is an interesting way to open up the show. Uh, post-match, Lashley throttles Leo Rush like Homer Simpson does to Bart. <laughs> <laughs> and then acts like he's going to finish him off, but he doesn't. And then he comes back in and hits the palm slam. Uh, again, and uh, kills the, the, Leo the Rush. What? The what? The Palm Slam. The Yurinagi. Mm. And uh, mm. so, any, anyways, I give the match three stars. It was a tiny bit short, but uh, I marked out for the title change, so it gets a three from me. Uh, so I'm going to give it three. Um, this this was the right move to give back the belt because first of all, Lashley should be in the the Universal Title picture. He they've totally ruined his character. But if I was booking it, I would have Lashley as a bigger force. Not, I don't know. Wouldn't have him paired with Leo Rush. I would just have him dominating people, um, not doing anything with Sami Zayn's sisters. But um, <laughs> there was his sisters. Oh, his sisters. Yep, and Sami Zayn. But um, I really liked the match. I thought it was fun. I thought it was kind of fun that uh, Leo did a blind tag and Lashley was upset, and that's what ended up costing him the match. So yeah, no, I, I agree. Thought, I thought he got cocky. Good, yeah, I think that was a good story. Uh, and I, I so Greg in the chat. Uh, Talking about how he's already predicting uh, Lashley versus Leo in the pre-show of the next pay-per-view. 
Sounds about right wow. to me. No, he said it on Mania. Oh, in Mania. It'll be at Fastlane. Pre-show Fastlane, I could buy that. Uh, but seriously, though, the man, Greg. Uh, and so I, I'm not going to forget about Luke, give me your rating first, and then we'll oh, no, go uh, into what oh, I sure, want to say. Sure. Well, and Colin's rating. Yeah, and Colin's yeah, rating. Colin's got to get it, too. Uh, two and three quarters. Uh, Finn is awesome. I just wasn't very into it. I mean, how much has the IC title meant since Lashley's had it? Not very much, but it would be nice to get a champion that could give it some prestige. It was time, yeah. It was time to get just get Lashley away from the belt. They need to start not from scratch necessarily. I think turning heel, being ruthless, and beating the crap out of Leo is a good start. They need to hit reset. But yes, but they need to build him a little bit. Okay. It, it, we're going into WrestleMania. He needs to have some sort of momentum, and right now he has zero. So yeah, given Finn. The title's the right idea because I can see Galloway. Um, he, it's clear that he's going to be in the t- title picture. Who, at WrestleMania. Who, who, no, I'm sorry, not Galloway. McIntyre. Oh, I always do that. I'm man, what a TNA idiot. mark. Hey, yeah, TNA, dude. <sighs> Too sweet. Too sweet. Um, uh, I, I, I'm disappointed in you for messing that up, but I love you for loving TNA. Like me, brother. <laughs> love you. Uh, Cameraman Colin, what did you think of that match? Give it to us. Two and a half stars just because Finn won, and I think after the Universal Championship, he deserved it. But too short, and it felt like a raw match. I don't know. I didn't really feel like a big Dude, too short me. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I think, and kind of to transition into what I wanted to bring up, which you kind of addressed is what's next for Bobby Lashley and maybe to an equal extent, what's next for Leo Rush? And is he done on the main so, roster back to 205 Live? That was something that also bothered me. He didn't he didn't wrestle very much. He's a good wrestler. Oh, he's a super, super, he's okay, a super okay. good worker. I was going to say, he's just so small. Say good. Okay. He's great. He's I, just I'm so sorry, small. I've just forgotten at this point. No, dude, it's okay. Dude, Nux, dude. Okay. 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 <laughs> but wait, yeah. wait, can we do one more? This oh, for you, Greg. oh wow! Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, no, but that's the thing. I've forgotten how good, how great of a wrestler he is because we haven't seen him wrestle. And I was like, okay, handicap match. We'll get, we'll be able to see him show something off. And Nothing. A, and another thing is like, Nothing. I know people who have never really seen him wrestle, and they're kind of like, God, he's so annoying, and God, he needs to be off TV. But he's so good. He's great. He's, he's really fantastic. good. Um, yeah. I think. So, can I answer my own question in in two steps? I think think Leo, you'll see him pretty much. I think, unfortunately, (laughs) you're going to have a blow off between Bobby and and Leo, I'd guess. Uh, After maybe, yeah, and Lash is going to squash him. And then Lash is going to go on to kind of be a a monster for a while, hopefully. And he just beats people up. He takes kicks ass and takes names, is what I hope to see from Bobby. Uh, Leo, you know. Murphy needs a two or five mm-hmm. live Ooh, cruiserweight Mur- championship matchup. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Colin, Colin's loving that. Oh yeah, yeah. You date me down for that. Yeah, I think uh, for the cruiserweight championship, Murphy versus Leo would be amazing. that would be a very that, good match. Mania, ooh, and not on the pre-show. That could steal the could show. Could you see? Could you see? It'll um, be on the pre-show. I mean, this might be a little too predictable, and then who knows if they have the chemistry? Could you see Lashley and Braun having a program? Yes. Yeah, I could. I could. Well, it's kind of maybe what I, they're shaping yeah, up for. Uh, something like that. We'll see. But the issue with that is I think Lashley needs wins more than anything else. And uh, Strowman kind of does too now at this point. Right. So it's kind of sending two guys that you kind of booked into oblivion head on for each other. I don't mm. know if right now so, that's the best idea. But I, I could see him doing it. I want to throw something else too. out there. The other guys that we're going to get to that are involved in Strowman, Lashley, they need wins as well. Oh yeah, for sure. McIntyre needs wins, and Corbin is not winning ever, really. And like, he, but he doesn't need it though. He he is there. He is on this show to fulfill a role, and that is the the mean heel who gets heat and loses to everybody. Right, but and but, gets paid. but if you yeah. want to make a match believable, if you want Corbin to be a believable challenge for Braun Strowman, you need to have him picking up some wins somewhere. Like, do you, well, I mean, obviously this is something we'll talk about more later. But do you do you see the Corbin Strowman thing really going anywhere else? Honestly, I didn't see it going past 
Royal like Rumble? The, no, like or, T, TLC, was that yeah, what it was? Right, yeah. right. I didn't see you going past TLC. And then I didn't see you going past the Raw the next night when Kurt Angle beat him. And then I didn't see you going past, you know, then and then and then. See, I yeah. saw, here we are. And I see, I, I kind of see it as, as, you know, we have the kind of the Strowman, Lashley, uh, McIntyre contingent grouping. I kind of see them each peeling off now after kind of a definitive ish finish i guess you could say to uh, the corbin match a little bit later we'll talk about but i kind of see all three of these guys kind of moving on to uh you know different things now right. like, i think you're going to see corbin maybe with angle or mcintyre one of the two uh but we can get on all that they better because there's just no incentive yeah. at this point yeah. for me should so, i move on do yeah. it uh so charlotte flair makes her way to the ring after we get some footage of uh a little run-in becky and charlotte had at a house show last night where uh charlotte ended up with the upper hand and uh uh seemed to re-aggravate Becky's knee injury. Of course, Becky showed up. Even though she is suspended, she's a bad girl and she doesn't do what she's told. Sorry, she's the man. She doesn't do what she's told. That's a bad uh, So man. she showed up and uh, is worse for wear because of that. So Charlotte makes her way to the ring. She's being interviewed by Charlie. And uh, she says that she got to humiliate Becky. And uh, that's her favorite thing to do in the whole world. She loves doing that. She's being very arrogant, uh, which draws she's a Becky a chance. Heel. And uh, says she'll be at ringside for the upcoming title match between Ruby Wright and Ronda Rousey. Um, not a, a lot to say about this promo. Just, uh, man, heel Charlotte is the Charlotte for me. Yep. Just yeah, like her daddy. She, I never want to see her as a baby face ever again. Nope. No, I don't need to either. She is so good in this role. Also, her boob job is huge. Okay. Uh, <laughs> she, 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 she went and like almost went gonna, too far. You're just going to uh, address again. the elephant in the room? Yeah, she, the, the elephants. Put some shots. Put some shots. This is our one chance in the show oh, to yeah. say that. She's, and we she's, got yeah, she's she, rocking she, the schmedium She top. went too far. With oh, with the with boob the, job, yeah, yeah, it was like, yeah. Ugh, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, it's yeah, they they are, they're, they're quite they're large. Big. They're they, big. They went they went from like <laughs> regular balloons to hot air balloons. Yes, indeed. yeah, nuts. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, again. thank you for that hard hitting and in depth analysis, Kyle. <laughs> Shall we move on? I am on one tonight. <laughs> Up next, damn, I'm having fun. Up next, we're gonna get Ruby Riot versus Ronda Rousey. <laughs> For the Raw Women's Championship. Compose, compose. Uh, Ronda comes up to the ring. She's dressed like Sonya Blade from, from Mortal Kombat 11, who she plays in the game. Ruby goes right Wait, after is Ronda. It, is it from a game or a movie? The uh, the, the video game. Oh, she's she's lending she's the her voice. voice to the character of okay, Sonya Blade in the upcoming Mortal Kombat video game. Sidebar. Yes, please. She should just dress like this every time she comes out to the ring. Uh, I kind of love her hot Ronda thing, but this was a good look. Okay. I kind of like the I like both because I think the hot Ronda's cool because it's Piper. like paying homage to the the, the legend. But, of Roddy but you know what I also liked? I liked yeah. her not having to adjust her uh, bra. Her spandex every her two spandex seconds. Every two seconds. Yeah, yes. that was nice. And um, uh, she didn't have the face makeup. So. Right. Yes, the, the makeup. face makeup yep. makeup's the worst. Um. So uh, Ruby goes right after Ronda as the bell rings, uh, but gets taken down quickly. She rolls out of the ring to catch her breath. Uh, gets back into the ring, gets judo thrown, gets a Piper's Pit, and then taps to the armbar in one minute and 45 seconds. And a squash match. Anticlimactic. I'm going to give it uh, 1.45 stars for every second that the match went on or every uh, how long you know what at the minute the match round up 1.5 stars thank you thank you that was ridiculous I don't know where to rank it because <laughs> for what there was in the match it was fine yeah but it was just too short Um, I had two written down I think I'm gonna dump, dump it I don't wanna dump it down to below a two though why because it, like there were three moves that's true literally that's true a star uh, for each move three stars you know what? If this was in Tokyo Dome, seven stars. So I'm giving it 18 stars. <laughs> right, 18 um, no, stars. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it 1.75. Uh, Ronda right, Ronda right. looked great again. Uh, she, it's, if she leaves, it's gonna be sad. 
Sad days. But you know what? Actually, with with the stuff Zach's going to talk about after the pre-show, maybe I'll bump it up to two because it was awesome. Okay. Uh, mm. one, one and a half, man. I mean, what right, you, right. how, do, how do you give that? How do you give it any sort of... Like, oh, what a quality match. They should have given Ruby. I get it. So this, when we talked about in ways, this was a throwaway, right? Like, this was yeah. like just to advance storylines. Poor Ruby. And you talked about this earlier. The Riot Squad just getting... The Job Squad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're the new Job Squad. Except for they're not embracing it as a as yeah. Job Ruby. It's right? super unfortunate because they're all really good. They're all yeah. super good workers. So uh, Ruby just got zero respect. I had a feeling this was going to be a squash like this. Mm. Uh, I didn't think it was going to be Unfortunately, my, my, my feelings were true. Um... Cameraman Colin, what did you think of this match? Well, are we going to clump together the match and the after part into one? I always kind of do. Uh, so I think I in this specific stars, instance, no. I want to, I want to, I want to address what happened after next. Well, we yes, just give but the match. He's asking, I, do I, we give the ranking? Because yeah, the match itself for me was like maybe three quarters because see, there's nothing. Yeah. To it. yeah. See, my rankings. Oh, get him, as far Colin. as as far as my star rankings, I only go to bell to bell. That's just how I do it. Though. Get him, so Colin. I, I always do everything, kind of. Okay. And so if they do that, then I'd say one and a half with everything. But is was Ruby Riot the right one to do the squash match? No, with no. Lacey Evans on the no. roster and everybody else on the roster. No, well, you don't want to squash Lacey Evans. Why not? I why, mean, well, okay, it's, it was much. You know, she had a great spot on this card. Obviously, no, I, no that's not what I mean. <laughs> no, but, so it's a difficult position because you have to have a believable challenger for the title. Which I mean, I don't know why why uh, Ruby Riot is anyways because all she does is lose but, uh, yeah, but you it could have been hurt. anybody mm-hmm. Mickey James <laughs> it could have oh, been, it it been Mickey James Wait, I don't know why it, it wasn't is Mickey on she's on Raw, Raw. Okay. Yeah. she's with yeah, Alexa it, it, it well, totally not with been. but they're on the same roster yeah it's going to be very hard for Ruby Riot to get any momentum after that yeah this was rough uh, especially when garbage especially when a lot of people like she hasn't I'm trying to think. Ronda hasn't had really like a squash in a while. No, she hasn't. On she a pay per view, she hasn't had a bad match, yeah. you know, in a long time. Uh, I guess bad, we should address but... the post match now, uh, since we okay. alluded it was to it. Sick. What? Do you have a problem? No, no, I was just saying okay. Okay. Uh, so uh, after the match, Ronda and Charlotte are kind of facing off in the ring, and then Becky comes crutching on ringside. She's walking with crutches. She rolls into the ring. A huge Becky chant here, and then she just starts beating up Charlotte with a crutch while Ronda watches on. And then uh, Ronda gets the other crutch. They kind of act like, yeah, we're going to like, we're going to do this together. And then, nope. Uh, Becky just beats up Ronda with a crutch, busts her open because that it was like the first or second On crutch shot forehead, to Ronda, yeah. right to the forehead. And Becky is not holding back with these crutch shots. No, she Becky is, is laying out. The crowd loves it. Yeah, I thought it was great. Bloodthirsty. Uh, Becky was swinging these crutches harder than I swing the softball bat in a softball <laughs> game. She, it was awesome. And she bloodied Ronda Rousey. She bloodied yeah, Charlotte she Flair blood- as well. She bludgeoned she Ronda Rousey. She was psycho out there, baby. Yeah, that was yeah. Uh, so the crowd got to see Becky and see her being awesome and uh, security eventually escorted her out and the kind of something uh, which is interesting on a pay-per-view do it uh, as you see Ronda recovering Baron Corbin's music starts <laughs> and we go transition right yeah, into the next we're match. moving right along but I do have to say uh, yeah. we talked about this before and Zach before this pay-per-view even started you said Becky Lynch before WrestleMania needs to get arrested and, and this and, might be it and that harkens back to Stone Cold yeah so I completely agree. I thought this would have been a great spot for it. I mean, she was assaulting she uh, was crazy. Charlotte and Ronda and beating the crap out of them. And only like two security guards took her away. Yeah. You know, she's like laughing maniacally. It needed to be like six people. She needed to be fighting. Like she, she should have been relentless and would have never stopped had six I people agree. not carried I her agree. away. So I agree. Mm. Um, but it is what it is. Maybe, I digress. Maybe we'll get 
some more on Raw tomorrow. Uh, at any rate, oh yeah, Cameraman Colin would like to make a comment. Addition. I'd like to say before this happened, I wanted to treat just straight Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch, but now I'm more than stoked to see a triple threat with Charlotte included. Yeah, you know, it did open. Whoa. I still want to see a, sing- a, a, a singles match, but it did kind of... Le- like it, I, I, the intrigue is there. It for made me, it okay. I will say. Yeah, it made it okay. It made it less it bad. bad. I mean, the triple threat would have never been bad. No, no, no. I just, I just think that the Becky Ronda match. She deserves it to be a one on one. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So we'll see. And maybe it was to kind of open people's minds. But to is the that idea to make? Freeway. Do you think that that's uh, an explanation? You know, to make Ronda look even stronger? I don't know because. We're not sure what the future plans are with. Rousey. Yeah, we'll just have to see where it goes. Um, and this could also set up like a number one contenders match at the mm-hmm. next pay per view between Ronda or uh, Becky and Charlotte. We'll see. Do it. Uh, as I said, though, this leads directly into the next match, which is a no DQ match between Baron Corbin and Braun Strowman. <laughs> Sorry. Thanks for that. Uh, Corbin throws his vest at Strowman as the bell rings, and then Corbin hits Braun with a kendo stick, and then lodges it in the corner like he's going to impale and murder Braun Strowman. Uh, Baron avoids getting sent into it himself. He does into his, little, his death. He does this cute little like under the boop, boop, boop. rope, back under around the turnbuckle move. He does, and then Braun gets the kendo stick and just shatters it over his knee. There's a shoulder block to Corbin. Goes to try again. At this time, uh, Corbin is the one who's throwing the office chair. Throws it at. Braun, who catches it, to be fair. He did catch it, so that was good. Uh, he Back in the ring now, there's a running knee to Corbin, followed by a corner clothesline, followed by a big boot, and then he uh, Braun sets up a table in the corner, power slams Corbin through it. Before he can go for the pinfall, though, Drew McIntyre comes out with a chair in hand, and uh, while Braun is kind of waiting for him to make his entrance so they can so he can give him those hands. Uh, Lashley comes in behind him with a chair of his own, and they double-team Strowman, eats a big Lashley spear, and then uh, both sets of steps get set up in the ring. Uh, Strowman's trying his best to fight back, but he can't do it. By this point, uh, Baron has also recovered and has kind of entered the fight as well. The heels bring a table into the ring, and then another. They stack two tables on top of each other. Strowman mm-hmm. gets Claymore kicked, and then a shield bomb through both tables mm. uh, delivered to Braun Strowman, allowing Baron Corbin to get the pinfall. And in might minutes. I say, I've never heard two tables break that clean or that quick in my life. No, there, there was no Hot give. knife through butter. It was. Uh, no resistance at all. Braun just... I'm surprised he didn't go through the ring. <laughs> that would have been amazing. But, this, but hard to repair. So, I was... Yeah. A, so, overall, uh, this was an 11-minute match. Somehow. Uh, it went 11 minutes. Um, Seemed quicker. It was interesting because I was... I almost would have promised you that somebody would have came out to save Braun. Uh, Kurt Angle would have been my first guess. I guess, but you could make the, the argument Kurt Angle wasn't there. Or you could make the argument that he knew he'd be running into his own... Uh, Demise? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so you can argue either one. You know, I was just surprised somebody didn't come in. No, like, but no refs, while, no... But I guess that was during a match. Every once in a while, they allow, like, these big heel break, beatdowns to happen. And, I mean, so they're going somewhere with this, so... We'll see. Yeah, this match itself, I give 2.5 stars. There wasn't a ton that happened in it, Uh I did love that shield bomb through two tables, though, mm. and I'm interested to see where this goes. So they do have my attention. I, like I said earlier, I really don't want to see Lashley, McIntyre, and Corbin really like paired together too much longer. I think no, sir. I think this could be the splitting point. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they can split them somehow, but I don't think they need to keep running together because these are probably well. I don't know about Corbin, but Lashley and McIntyre definitely should be positioned as two of the top heels on Raw. Maybe next to Brock Lesnar. And I'd like to see them kind of do something separate for a while. Uh, but I'm interested to see what happens on uh, tomorrow on Raw. So 2.5 for me. What would you guys think? Um, I also gave it 2.5. Pretty mm. much everything you said I agree with. Um, right on, man. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, We're in lockstep tonight. I just think McIntyre should be on it doing his own thing. Like, I agree. I totally like, agree. I don't, I don't know why McIntyre... It kind of makes sense for Corbin like to be having people have his back. Yeah. You know? That's Maybe? slimy snake. But I don't know. It. I, I just think McIntyre should be crushing people on his own. Yeah, I agree. So I'm, I think it's it, coming. Yeah. I, I mean, you're probably right. Um, but Mr. Two, Galloway. I'm just going to go 2.5. Uh, there wasn't a lot to the match, to be honest. Nope. Um, the going through the tables part, like Luke said, that was the like so cool to hear it just go whoosh. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, I gave it two and a quarter. Um, it was a cool little hardcore match. Once again, they needed to bust out everything but the kitchen sink to uh, beat Braun, but he still lost. Yeah, he didn't look okay. weak in defeat. He never does. He didn't look weak he in defeat does. because it took three very large men. To but, yeah, the, in fact, do in fact, in. as they're all standing together flexing. Uh, besides Braun and Brock, they might be the three largest men in the company. Well, Biggie, all right. Like as far as like height and stature was, dude. McIntyre. So I'm just always amazed by how huge Lashley is, right? Yeah. McIntyre. McIntyre is a beast. Looks almost identical in muscle, like in. And as far as just, every single time I see him, he's just huge. Well, and just height wise, people like. Don't realize how tall Corbin is. Like he's a tall dude. Yes, he's he not as like beefy as as uh, Lashley or McIntyre, but mm-hmm. he's he's like inch for inch with them too. So yes, sir. Yeah, I don't think. Well, did you give a star rating? Uh, I gave it two and a quarter. So yeah, I mean it was it was a decent decent hardcore spots, cool. but you know, cool. Ron needs to get something better. Cameraman Colin, what did Colin? you think of this match? I'd say incomplete till I see where it leads. Because if this goes to okay. like a three versus three at Mania. But I do think that they should have had somebody run in. They could have had a returning superstar, Kurt Angle. So, yeah. It went too long, and it felt like somebody was going to run in, and then nothing ever happened. Please, you know, this please give been me a star rating, sir. Star rating? Two and a half. Thank you. Okay, this could have been a good spot for Zayn and Owens to return. So we like you two actually thought that Owens was going to run in. At I predicted point. an Owens run in because that his like video that he cut in the pre-show just like seemed like he was setting like trying to swerve us. He swerved us by thinking he was swerving us. So I guess he wins. I think you're just working yourself, pal. I think I just worked myself. Working yourself into a shoot, boy. I think so, H.H. Congratulations. After that match, Shane is being examined by trainers in the training room. Miz is apologetic, and he is fired up. He, he feels is hot. Bad. He says he's better than what happened during the match, and then he just takes out a table of stuff. And uh, just a good way to get across that you're upset, I and suppose. Shane says, go home. He says, chill out, yeah. Mike. He called him Mike, which is how you know stuff is getting heavy. Mike, you go uh, home, mister. I liked this. I liked actually. Can I ask uh, you a serious question? Yeah. Do you think Maurice calls him Mike, or do you think she calls him The Miz, you know? And I feel like uh, everyday so life, it's Mike. In bed, it's The Miz. <laughs> so he said, you know. He said, you know, and like that implied it, and then you just went head first. <laughs> kind of like The Miz. All right, go ahead. Um... I really liked that little that little glimpse into the training room. I <laughs> thought it was very interesting. <laughs> Do you think uh do you think uh, when things wrap up it just ends with awesome <laughs> <laughs> I sincerely oh, no. hope so. I hope so. Oh up next, by the way, after that, my favorite part of the show, Lacey Evans comes out, he gets, came to play. It's gets halfway up the entrance ramp, turns around, and leaves. And that is it for Lacey Evans on this show. She, she got a payday, she so can't good walk for her. It. She can't walk it. It made no damn sense. It was so weird. It's it's the Emma thing. It felt like a moment like this is where I parked my car. Like what are you doing there? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, this is not the restroom. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's the Grandpa Simpsons. Uh, walk <laughs> in, walk out. It was so weird, and like 
the announcers like didn't even really say anything about it. They're like, here comes Lacey Evans, and then she left, and, and they're like, she time goes. for our main event. And I was like, what? That's all you're gonna. You could have had like a backstage segment in this time where she like walks up to a beat up Charlotte, and she and, yeah, and been like, well, you deserve that, and then walks away. Or I'm something. guessing we'll have to wait until Raw to see why she did that, but I don't know. We'll see. I just totally, I totally envision like a uh, Jerry Lawler here, like. Hate to see her go. Love to watch her leave, and then that's, <laughs> yeah. and then they move yeah. on, and then they move on, and that's yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, so that doesn't lead in oddly enough to our main event of the evening, which is going to be an elimination chamber our match. Main between... event of the evening. Thank you, Luke. Which is going to be a championship match between Daniel Bryan, Randy Orton, Jeff Hardy, Kofi Kingston, AJ Styles, and Samoa Joe. Hey, hey, hey! Thank you, uh, dude. You should write a song. I should. Uh, on so, his way to the ring. Oh, go ahead. I was gonna say. This is the old timers elimination chamber. This is we kind of were t- noticing that like everybody's forty or close to forty Veterans in this match. Anonymous. Uh, and uh, this is not uh, this is not a geriatrics meeting because uh, these guys can all still go as we will see in this match. On his way to the ring, uh, Daniel Bryan cuts a promo on the crowd and the company and just is mean and fickle. not very nice. Fickle. He is he's fickling everywhere. And then what I loved was he he was saying stuff and then he got the what chant and he instantly. Grasp onto it and said, "All you fans just cling onto the same phrase over and over again." Essentially, called them stupid. I mean, not really. Which what he is did. hilarious. Because yeah. it's so like that was such an awesome thing to do on the fly, especially since yeah. seeing as how ironic it was with the yes chant. Right? Yeah, and he just was able to turn it around, and then uh, Rowan at this point gets ejected from ringside, uh, and Robert the new day was gone as well. Yeah, uh, and that was going to lead into the match. Uh, Samoa Joe and Daniel Bryan are going to start things off. Uh, not very fair for Daniel Bryan to have to start this match. I agree, actually. But uh, what are you going to do about it? Bryan is hesitant <laughs> to get into the ring. He's kind of walking around the outside not area a damn here, thing, my friend. inside the chamber. Uh, eventually, he does. Joe kicks Bryan, rolls it into the ankle lock. Bryan gets to the ropes. Joe no-sells a big chop. I loved that. Oh, yeah. Joe, Joe's oh, back down. It was so good. Bryan tries escaping, uh, but... Joe isn't going to let it happen. He power bombs Brian into a Boston Crab, transitions that into the STF, transitions that into a crossface. Really, 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 really smooth stuff by Joe. Uh, Brian is able to get out of it. He gets a basement drop kick to Joe's knees. Joe gets sent out onto the uh, floor, padding outside of the ring. Brian rams Joe into the corner of a pod. They trade huge chops and then a big, stiff series of kicks by Joe. Stiff. Oh, oh God. Stiff. Oh, God. A chop knocked Brian onto his ass. Woo, these chops were Batista. coming hot oh, and heavy, boy. It, was, it was like so, the greatest Royal Rumble. So the it one, was. yeah, with Rod Strong, dude. With Rod, Rod, Roddy, Roddy, Roddy Rod Strong. Wait, wait, whoa, Rod, Rod, yeah. Strong. you guys are that close. Yeah, Rod, <laughs> that's pretty nice. Yeah, man. Do you call AJ Styles Allen? <laughs> is that actually what his first name is? Yeah, yeah, his name Alan, is Alan Jones Alan Styles. Jones? Yeah, that was John. No, jo- Jones, Jones is his is... last name. His name is Alan Jones. Oh, okay. Because back when when. Fun sidebar. Back okay. when, T- when I first got into TNA, <laughs> I and I just started learning how to use the internet like a, like a big man. I was looking up Alan Jones and George trying boy. to find his address so I could send him a letter, but I never did. did you, oh, okay, I was gonna ask, did you find it? No, uh, but I think I found the Big Boss Man, but I'm not sure. Well, well his sure? address is one 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 Heaven Way now. Cobb County, so. well, it wasn't back then. <laughs> <laughs> Good lord, um, are you are you kidding me? Oh, he's Wayne's Worlding over here. Are you kidding me? Cameron Cole's getting carried away. Hey. What I'll fire a, your what ass. A, what, fire. You're fired. Oh, we're getting off the rails. <laughs> uh, okay, hey, that chop that sent Daniel Bryan to his keister? Yeah. That sounded like a damn chair shot. It sounded like a chair shot. It yeah. reverberated through the room and uh, sent shivers down my spine. 
Uh, those corner kicks by Brian. Kofi comes in. There's a springboard takedown to Brian. A frog splash to Joe's back as he's on his knees for a near fall. A diving knee to Kofi draped over the middle rope for a Brian near fall. And then Joe kills Brian with another chop. Dead. Uh, Brian just crawls up onto a pot at this point and takes a break. Sits crisscross applesauce. Hands in. Uh, he's boasting to the crowd. And now Kofi gets chopped by Joe. Kofi gets up on the pot with Brian at this point, And then Brian like shimmies his way across to about halfway in between pods. Kind of like on like the halfway point of the chamber. Uh, Joe's climbing now. He pulls Brian down. Kofi knocks Joe down, and then Kofi trust falls from like near the top of the chamber wall onto Joe and Brian below. Joe Beautiful. gets rolled back into the ring for a Kofi near fall. There's a spinning elbow to Brian for a Kofi near fall. Snap suplex by Joe to Kofi for a near fall, and then Joe is just killing Brian with more chops. Uh, we got hamburger meat on the chest for Brian at this point. AJ Styles comes That's up next. That's not very vegan. No, it is not. It is not at all. He takes out Joe. Styles and Brian trade strikes as a moonsault into a double DB DDT to Daniel and Kofi for double near falls. Uh, he does Daniel first and then Kofi. A forearm to Joe by Styles outside the ring. Uh, Brian's climbing up the chamber again, uh, but Styles catches him with a forearm. He got some Luke compared to Michael Jordan on that, which I enjoyed. Dude, it was Jumpman, Jumpman, Jumpman. It really was. It really was. I love your hippity hoppity references, Luke. Keep it, keep it coming. Uh, back into the ring. God, Kofi, you're great. Thanks. Kofi yeah. teases a Styles clash, but he fights out, and then. Kofi's hit with an Ushiguroshi by Styles for a near fall. Yeah. Ooh, the Ooey Gooey? The Ooey Gooey, yep. Joe rams Styles into the cage and then body drops him into the ring. Joe goes for the Kikino clutch, but Kofi reverses it into a near fall of his own. Eventually breaks free. Styles, out of nowhere, flies in like a bullet with a phenomenal forearm. And Samoa Joe is the first man eliminated out of this match. As we were saying, I'm kind of okay with it because Joe doesn't really need... Like his, he got to show off in this match. He got to beat the poop out of And people. he got to go to the locker room early and, and catch catch the first line out of town. So good so, for him. So I get it, but how many times is Joe going to lose in a big match before the credibility is gone? Never. Oh, hopefully never because I don't think he's ever going to win a title. Well, that's the thing, though, is so. It just seems like he's always the first one eliminated. He's always he's mm. always losing, you know, mm-hmm. like and. He, but when he's he'll be Jeff Hardy, and then he'll go lose to the next team. But it's always because of something, you know, like a finishing so, move. Yeah, well, well, so he was. Well, he had the cocaine clutch on. Then all of a sudden, here comes AJ. You know, uh, you so know, he's just kind of a victim of circumstance. Ex- a lot. He, that's a uh, brilliant way to put it. However, but he's uh, whooping ass. He, when he, st- is. he still has his yeah. heat, and so I think you can. I don't know if I ever seen winning the WWE Championship. Uh, I did at first. I certainly hope so, but I don't think he necessarily needs it either. Uh, he deserves it. Maybe a U.S. title run, I think, is to. more plausible, um, but we'll see. He, what does need, he needs a strap of some sort. Yeah, for sure. I think he definitely deserves it. Uh, we'll see what happens with Samoa Joe. Anyway, Joe gone. Uh, Hardy comes in next, goes right after AJ. There's a face buster to Kofi by Hardy, a poetry in motion over Kofi to Daniel Bryan outside of the ring. AJ comes back in with the Pele kick. Hardy gets tossed into a pod. Uh, Kofi gets sent not through a pod but like just into it Kofi gets sent into the chamber wall by Brian AJ gets up top gets kicked off by Hardy and then AJ gets laid on the top turnbuckle like vertically and then um, Jeff Hardy climbs up on top of a pod and <laughs> swantons AJ Styles while he's on top of the uh, which leads right into a single leg dropkick by Brian and Jeff Hardy is eliminated hilarious because we all knew we all knew it. Oh, he's what, in this match to do a spot and go collect a paycheck the obsolete mule they're kind of giving Jeff Hardy it's kind of like a, like a thank you tour. He's getting to do the Hell yep. in a Cell. He's getting to do the Elimination Chamber. He's getting to do all these big His matches. Last yeah. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. Like we all knew he had the the least amount of chance of winning this match. Yeah. But and we knew why he was there, and I'm I'm glad they let him in it. Can't and right. it was again like we keep saying like how many times how many times are we gonna be able to say that wow Jeff Hardy did something I've never seen 
and he did it again in the elimination chamber. Yeah, no, he's he's really having his his you know final final words. Oh, okay, cameraman Colin, I know you're a huge Jeff Hardy, Mark. You got anything to say about our man Jeff? It was an amazing spot. Um, I mean, yeah, he's at the end of his career, but it's cool to see him in it. But I felt like there just wasn't enough big spots for him. Like I think he had a couple more in him for this match. I it's actually yeah, I agree yeah, with that. It's too. definitely possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was gone uh, gone a little bit early, uh, but at any rate, he got a, a the move he did get in was great. And uh, thanks for playing, Jeff Hardy. Uh, so AJ gets put in a trio vote at this point by Daniel Bryan. Gets basement drop kicked in that position, and then. With AJ still in the tree of row, whoa, Brian puts Kofi up top and then goes for a superplex, but AJ German suplexes both of them down and then still is in the tree of row after that. And then uh, Orton is in now after that. Clotheslines Brian. Eventually, AJ gets free. Tosses Kofi into AJ, which is when he breaks free. There's a black backslide for a bl- <laughs> for a Brian near fall. And then a nasty-looking backbreaker by AJ. It was, like, so quick. Like, he just threw him down onto his knee. Uh, I enjoyed that. AJ goes for a phenomenal forearm to Kofi, but eats an RKO instead out of nowhere by Randy Orton, and AJ is gone. We're down to Orton, Kofi, and Brian now, down to three. Kofi roll up on Orton for a near fall, and then a top rope draping DDT uh, from Orton to Kofi. Really good looking move there. And at this point, we're getting very excited for Mr. Yeah, Kofi. Yeah, everyone's starting to get excited at this point. And especially Jonathan. And especially Jonathan, who was homie, yeah. on the ground, just, he wanted it so well, bad. He was on the ground, then up, and then on the ground, yeah. and then conversing, uh, and... And which definitely helped my enjoyment of this match, which was really good, anyways. Uh, and then right after he hits that draping DDT, he turns around and hits a scoop sal- power slam to Brian, who is running in to do something. Trouble in paradise to Orton after that, and Orton is gone, and yeah. we're down to Kofi. And this was only at about the 20 minute point in this match. Off, we're down to two, and uh, we got a pretty much a really solid one on one match after this. Uh, so now it's down to Kofi and Brian. They trade blows. Kofi is just on fire. He wants more. He goes for the trouble in paradise but misses. And then Brian takes out Kofi's legs, hits the yes kicks. There's an SOS. The fickle kicks. Oh, the fickle kicks, fickle, sorry. Fickle, fickle. Hits the uh, SOS for a near fall, does Kofi. And, and the crowd is feeling The crowd it. is so hot at this point. Please, please, please. Yeah. What? Please win. Oh, yeah, thanks. Brian is working over Kofi in the corner. There's a double stomp by Kofi for a near fall. Kofi teases the trouble in paradise, but Daniel escapes the ring. Kofi sends Brian into the chamber wall over and over and over. And then Kofi goes for a bulldog and just gets sent super, super hard into the uh, like the plexiglass Brian. slash steel part of the pod. Yeah. I think it was supposed to break. It but did not. It sounded incredible. It sounded great. It looked great. I. It felt great. It, I probably didn't feel great, but oh, I, I enjoyed oh, it. Well, I enjoyed it. Uh, back in the ring, a single leg drop kick, and everyone thinks the match is over, but Kofi kicks out for the nearest <laughs> of near falls. Brian has this great expression on his face of just dejection, horror, and frustration, all wrapped into one Daniel Bryan package. It's, su- it's great. Uh, Brian grabs Kofi by the it's hands great. and just stomps the shit out of his face for another near fall. Kofi hits the trouble in paradise. Daniel rolls his pinfall into a roll-up near fall of his own. Brian sinks in, sinks in the label lock, kind of a modified version of it, but Kofi gets to the ropes. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yes. There's a rope break here, and in the first match, Corey Graves made a good point of saying... No rope break. There's no rope break in here. It's a no but Brian lets go. Match. To be fair, the ref didn't force the break. Brian just let go. They also said rope break. He got made it to the ropes. Oh, also, yeah. also, in the beginning of this match, there was a rope break. Oh, was there? Oh, was there? Okay. 
Yeah. But but that you come on WWE, you can do better than that. Yeah, let's get some consistency out of the rules yeah, here some, because some that's a really good point. Illogical. Uh, the crowd was hot for the rope break, but still, there shouldn't technically be a rope break in a match like this. Uh, Brian goes up top, but Kofi crotches him. They fight their way back up on top of a pod. Kofi rams Daniel's head into the plexiglass, uh, the wall of the chamber. Daniel returns the favor. Brian gets knocked down. Kofi goes for a big splash, but misses. Kofi gets hit with another single leg drop kick. This one finishes him off. Brian retains in 36 and a half minutes. So sad. I need a cigarette after that match. It was super, super <laughs> good. Up there for match of the year for me so far. I'm definitely in WWE's main roster. Uh, really, really, really good match. Yep, I give yep, it 4.5 yep, yep, yep. stars. Um, they made people believe that a title change could happen. Uh, am I crazy to think this is a WrestleMania program for Daniel Bryan and Kofi Kingston? I'm ready for that. I want that. I want that to be. I think that could be where we're I, going. I want that do so bad. Do it. Do it. Yes, I think yes, we might be yes. looking at it. Um, my turn? Do yep, it. Go ahead. Maybe all of this ibuprofen is hitting me a little too hard and I'm a little loopy, but I give it four and three quarters. Uh, <laughs> this is one of my top elimination chambers ever. I, I thoroughly loved mm-hmm. the Kofi Kingston and, I mean, everything before Kofi and eight, er, Daniel, but then those two made magic. Preach it, my brother. They made magic. Testify. They made magic. Thank you. Um, yeah, it was awesome. I loved it. It was it was such a good main event. Kofi just comes and out of nowhere. Honestly, out out of all the matches I've seen so far this year, which really isn't a lot. Okay. Um, it's probably my third favorite match I've seen this year. Nice. What yeah. What were the other two? TNA? Rick, Ricochet and Gargano. Okay. And then the Lucha Bros versus LAX. I w- I probably would have given the first one a five star, and then the mm-hmm. the tag team match probably also four and three quarters. Mm. I gave it four and three quarters as well, Kyle. So oh! I'm. Awesome. Okay, Kofi <laughs> Kingston is killing it. He has. He comes out of nowhere, has the gauntlet match where uh, he's just amazing. People, it, it's funny because you get he gets so sucked into the New Day gimmick, which having a lot of fun with, right? I oh mean, yeah, they have been for years. You forget how damn good he is. Besides being the Royal Rumble and the uh, Money in the Bank spot guy. Yeah, he's like a legitimately really really good player. Yes. He's legitimately very, very good. And uh, the storytelling, particularly yes, in the one-on-one segment between yes. Brian and Kofi, was phenomenal. We were on the edge of our seats and then off of our seats and then on our seats. And I think and the, the crowd reaction mimicked what we, on in our Even small though, environment, were doing. i got to say this. I have to say this because it was pointed out. Every near fall, WWE, you do not have to show people of color like to show that they're rooting for Kofi <laughs> Oh, Kingston. and I forgot to mention that. We are rooting for Kofi Kingston, too. On okay? that spot, when Kofi hit the trouble in paradise, gets his near fall, and Brian rolls, they cut away from Brian's roll-up mid, like, a crucial the, point of the match. left the people watching on TV wondering what was happening. Kevin Dunn is in trouble. Uh, oh, that was rough. Colin hit it. To be fair, when they cut away, that, that girl was cute. I mean... <laughs> shut up. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, I'm cutting we you cut away off. from that? You cut back off. No, oh uh, no man. Man. No, yeah, but also WWE, you're not being slick with this little these little camera angles, man. They thought so. You ain't slick. The crowd was so Kevin. into it though, and uh, this might have been like this was an NXT level crowd for this match. Oh my yes. god, it was amazing. And, uh, uh, match be- of the night for me. Before we get to the overall, Colin stars uh, four and a half. I didn't think that they had enough big spots. I didn't think that they really utilized the cage like other matches did, and I felt like the crowd was so hot that it would have been honestly a perfect time. For Kofi to win it, it really felt like the Yes Movement crowd from WrestleMania a few years back. He better win at WrestleMania now. I was going to say, on the flip side of that, would it mean more to Kofi to win it at Elimination Chamber, or would it mean more to Kofi to win it at WrestleMania? I And I'm not certain, though, but I, this could be a WrestleMania program. You, Kofi Dude, could realistically... The next week, I yeah. don't care. He Kofi could realistically it. win this title at WrestleMania. I yeah, think. Uh, and I, I'm believing it. 
With yeah. How, with how hot this crowd was, I was honestly fully expecting there to be an audible where, you know, cause I always figured Brian's retained. For that's a big crowd. audible. Yeah. yeah. That's, uh, so what I do hope happens now, and again, like my eyes will be glued to my television on SmackDown on Tuesday because mm-hmm. I want to see what you can do with a Kofi Kingston, Daniel Bryan rivalry. Like, a, like not just because the title's on the line, but make it personal, uh, you know, make it deep, have serious New Day come out for a little bit. Hey, I even have an idea. <gasps> yeah, let's hear it. Hit it. Daniel Bryan, they're, they're talking about the next challenger, right? And Daniel Bryan goes, oh, let's have a triple threat match for my next challenger at Fastlane. The New Day. Not, oh. break, not breaking them up. Not breaking them up. Make them the three of them fight for the number one oh. contendership at WrestleMania? Oh. Yep. Okay. I'd be down with that. Or, yeah. or another That's something thing, he would do. Another thing is you could have Daniel face like Big E at Fastlane and beat uh-huh. him. And then Kofi beat him at WrestleMania. You could have him beat like Xavier Woods on the Go Home Show SmackDown. Then you could have him beat Big E at Fastlane. That could be yeah. made of in a yeah. Fastlane. And then you could have him lose to Kofi Kingston at SmackDown or at WrestleMania, and you have fun, bro. God, you're brilliant. Okay, how about this? Sign though? me up. Mm. Let's build off of your idea of making the three New Day members fight for a number one contendership spot. Do it. Fantasy booking here. So Big E and Xavier and Kofi are in the ring. Kofi sticks out his finger, pokes Big E, who takes falls down. Stop right there. I need stop. To stop right there. No, Kofi stop. gets the stop, pinfall. Stop! 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 The stop, finger stop. poke of doom too, baby. Let's see. Hey, Stop. hey, so, you know, I heard that you were going to apply for that creative writer position. Should I not? Uh, we're going to shred that. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Uh, so, the show goes off the air, actually, in a very touching way. Uh, the uh, two other members of the New Day, being Kofi and Biggie, rush the ring. Uh, Xavier and Biggie. Did I say Kofi? You did. I'm the stupidest man on earth. That's why you're not going to apply for creative writer. <laughs> seriously. So, Xavier and Biggie run out. They help Kofi up. The crowd is on their feet, giving Kofi a well-deserved standing Huge. ovation. And uh, they, the, the three of them make their way down the entrance ramp and leave. And that's how the show goes off the air. And, fellas, overnight, Kofi Kingston just became the number one SmackDown talent. We yep. believe. We, we believe. Uh, yeah, overnight, Kofi Over Kingston here. is now the, the number one probably hottest performer on SmackDown. Uh, and to think that he wasn't even in this match two weeks ago. Hey. And he came out of it as, as probably the top male can talent me, on SmackDown. Can you give me a Kofi Rocks chant right quick? Kofi Rocks. Kofi Rocks. Kofi he rocks. He all does. Right. He so, does rock. So, all in all, what's your grade for the show? All in all, um, there was a few forgettable things on the show, but it was it was very much... It wasn't a throwaway show. I will say that right off the bat. This potentially is planting the seeds, particularly on SmackDown, for a few really interesting things going into WrestleMania. Um, not everything worked particularly, but there was nothing bad, I don't think, on the show. Uh, overall, I'm going to give it a B. Uh, I am very excited to watch both... Uh, both Raw and SmackDown this week, and that's not something I can say after every pay-per-view, but I am thoroughly uh, intrigued to see what happens, and uh, that Elimination Chamber match, the Men's Chamber match, so good. So good, guys. Go watch that match. Watch it. Just like my math quarter last grade, we're giving it a B. Nice, dude. Uh, I enjoy it. I, it would have been a, probably a mid-C until that last match, and that last match really, Correct. really just boosted my ass. I loved it. It did what? I'm just making things up on the fly. Boosted, he said boosted his ass. Yeah, he didn't want to repeat it, but that's what he said. <laughs> I've, I've had too too much to leave, well, I'll man. tell you what, this boosted my ass as well, baby. Uh, I gave this I gave this a B as well. Um, yeah, I mean, four three quarters for that main event. The uh, other Elimination Chamber, I think I gave it three, yeah, three and a half. And then, of course, we're counting the pre-show match, even though they don't give it any damn respect. That was a four-star match. Um, 
So, yeah, I mean, really, really good matches. Um, I would say thus far this year, one of the weaker WWE pay-per-views. Um, to be fair, it's only February. Yeah, that's why That's why I'm saying it. That's, it's a real hot take. Oh, no, Colin's got shit to talk. Go ahead. There have been like two pay-per-views so far. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this was the second yeah, main match. Yeah, 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 God, Dude, that's... Thanks. Hey, I'm making a hot take, okay? <laughs> okay, Leave me alone. sorry. Leave me alone. Sorry. It's, one of the, it's one of the week. <laughs> It's a rolling Jesus 12 Jesus Christ, rolling, that was terrible. <laughs> rolling 12 we got a cycle. real Sophie's Choice here. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Um, yeah. yeah, I gave it a B. That's, I'm, I'm done. I'm done with this. So, are you, are you guys, are you guys ready to get a little sad for this next show? I'm ready to get a little happy in this next show. What are you talking about? Uh, it's going to bring... Nostalgia. It's, it's such good nostalgia, but it's going to bring a little, little tear shed, I bet. Um, we're doing No Way Out 2004, and I think, you yeah. know, this... I wanted to do a show to appreciate Eddie Guerrero, and I think this um, is the show. I think this to, is the to show do. to do to appreciate Eddie Guerrero because I Eddie, Ed, he is so damn good, and this is the show where he won the title from Brock Lesnar. And I think this spoiler started, alert. Well, I mean, everybody knows. I'm, so I'm jerking your chain. Um, I'm boosting your ass. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it, it's it's kind of a great show. And a little bit of sadness involved. Uh, yeah. So Eddie and Brock is your main event. Uh, you got a triple threat match is the co-main to determine, to determine the number one contender for WrestleMania 20. And it's Kurt Angle versus John Cena versus Big Show. And we got uh, a cruiserweight title match between Chavo Guerrero and Rey Mysterio. Ooh, Chavo. Oh, that, that boosts my ass thinking that, about that. that yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this one's going to really boost your ass. We got Hardcore Holly versus Rhino. <laughs> and then we got uh, the world's greatest tag team versus my favorite tag team of all time, the APA. And then we have, this might, could be a match of the year contender, Jamie Noble versus Nidia. Hey, isn't this uh, the match where Jamie... Well, I listened to Pritchard, so it is. This is when Jamie Noble's blindfolded in this match. Yeah, yeah, that is. And then we got... Five stars. Then we got a handicap match for the WWE Tag Team Championships. I don't know why they do this shit, because they did it tonight. More people fighting for a title than needs to be. We have the Bastion Brothers and Shaniqua versus Rikishi and Scotty Tuhati. Could have just brought Grandmaster Sexay back and had a six-man tag, but okay. All right. Well, I tell you what, after all those announcements, consider my ass boosted. My ass is boosted for next year. There, there might be a t-shirt for this coming. <laughs> Let's get our really asses boost boosted. Karen Van Collin, what do you have to say? Oh, yeah, hit it. I'd like to say that, because I think the pay-per-view went three hours and 20 minutes, there were the main or the pre-show match should have been on the main show. Yeah. I agree, 100%. Yes. But also, to that point, man, this was the perfect time. This, this was refreshing. Uh, they got a lot of story stuff in and didn't feel bloated. Like, I came away from the Royal Rumble questioning my sanity. I'm not uh, tired. I'm not tired. I, I'm ready to go right now. This was a, a, a compact little show. It boosted my ass all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> I, I it, was, yeah. it was the perfect amount of time. And then I wanted to mention one thing. We are not trying to mimic... Pritchard's podcast schedule. It's just happening. We've had well, we have our schedules in place months in advance. With what Saint Valentine's Day, like yeah, that, that's due to the historical significance, and you know February yeah. Valentine's Day, and I think it was twenty years ago, so that was the significance as well. And No Way Out just kind of is a weird thing. It was the February pay per view in two thousand four. Yeah, call us Swagger Jackers if you want, but I guarantee that it was Bruce on Pritchard, our schedule first. Bruce Pritchard's not talking about getting his ass boosted. That's, that's right. Only exclusive. You're content only going to hear about here. ass boosting on Big Voice and Body Slam. And we can't wait to boost your ass next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too sweet, me boys. Thank you, cameraman Colin. Thanks for the opportunity, guys. Had fun. Have Love you. a good night. Love you. <laughs> I don't know where boosted my ass came.